Today's episode of The Startup Diary is sponsored by Fidus Information Security. Being awarded a Cyber Essentials Plus certificate with the help of Fidus Information Security opens up a whole host of new opportunities for your business. You've got to tell me more. I'm going to tell you more. This government scheme allows businesses to work with public sector agencies such as the Ministry of Defense and it also serves as a benchmark for how to keep your business safe online. Harry, but how can someone go about getting a Cyber Essentials Plus certificate? You are asking all the right questions today, Adam. You have to complete a questionnaire and have both an internal and external infrastructure vulnerability scan. Sounds technical. It's like going to the airport but a little bit more frisky. This means that your emails will be tested to see how they respond to malware, your devices will be assessed for holes in their security, and your computers will be tested for malicious file downloads. And we all know those emails that we want to open because it's like, I'm owed this by HMRC. You're really not. All of this needs to be tested by security experts, such as FIDAS. Now, Harry, this sounds like something our listeners definitely need to pay attention to. Tell me. Tell me you negotiated a deal with these guys. Oh, 100%, mate. So, listeners of this podcast can receive a £600 discount, meaning your business could be awarded a Cyber Essentials Plus certificate for as little as £1,200. That's a bargain, mate. It's an absolute steal. Visit sd.fidusinfosec.com for more information. That's sd.fidusinfo. SEC.com. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. In this episode, we answer a listener question, which is all about if you wake up tomorrow and you've got no money in the bank and the business went bankrupt, what on earth would you do? And stay tuned because I flipped this one back on Harry to work out if I fired him tomorrow, what would his strategy be? Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 277 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. I love your intros, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Today, Adam, we have a question that came in through the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash startup diary club or as you know because i don't like the url just go to facebook and search for just startup. go to facebook search for search for startup <laughs> diary club you know we got told off for talking over each other by a listener they're like guys one person yeah, drives that's the what car. it's all about they're like <laughs> i knew it didn't <laughs> one person drives the car on that note alison and shane asked us to just mention something when you join the group yes Guys, when you join the group, there's a bunch of you that have joined the group, and thank you. We're nearly 100 active members right now, but there's also a lot of you that have not been allowed in yet, because there's three questions to answer. Can you hear my voice going slowly? I can hear it. I will fill in for you, though. I will take the wheel of this vehicle. Uh, Basically, long story short, there's a couple of simple questions to ask. I believe it's something like, where did you hear about us? Uh, And then two others. I can't remember off the top of my head. Super simple, though. Um, basically, if you don't answer them, you don't get in. And he, exactly. If you haven't got the time to answer those three questions, do not apply <laughs> for the group, people, because it's all about adding value. Yeah. It's an amazing group, and we're doing a meetup. When you listen to this, the meetup will probably be that Saturday. When does this go live, Harry, this show? Uh, this this goes live we on the 7th. This will go live next week. So, no, the, the week after, 23rd. 
We have a meetup in so it's Tamworth. Like in, it's in like two weeks from the time. That if you're a listener of this show based in the UK and you want to do anything entrepreneurial, you want to meet some amazing people, get yourself into the Facebook group to start with. And then if you can make it to Tamworth, it's well connected on a train. It's like 10 pounds from London. Guys, Tamworth, 23rd. Come and meet the community. Of Feb. We're doing it. 23rd of Feb, thank you. We're doing a hot seat, which basically means come talk about your business there's gonna be loads of smart people in the room that are gonna help you tackle your big problems then we're gonna go and probably get some food and a couple of drinks together anyway over to the show yes uh so we had a question come through the facebook group from amir uh it was part of a larger post but we'll just jump uh this was probably sparked from episode 275 i think when we spoke about spending money if when we made it big when we make it big if we ever make it big that's today uh but anyway he asks uh in the end i would like to ask you adam what would you do if you woke up one day with no money in the banks and your company is bankrupt would you go back to a full-time job or do it all over again okay so genuinely have not prepped anything for this show because i wanted it to be like when i saw this i was like that's a great question we should talk about this Mm. when it's fairly raw the first thing that came to my mind actually is if I woke up and no money in the banks, I love how he said banks as well, because I've got multiple, um, office, like Cayman Islands, no, I'm joking. Swedish and all that. <laughs> so if I woke up, no money in the bank, company's bankrupt, I think it would make for a whole series of fantastic podcasts <laughs> to explain. Which you can sponsor. At- <laughs> 100%. Like, we'd, be, we'd be like, hammering people for sponsorship of the show at that point in time. Um, but I think one thing that me and Harry have always discussed the, the the beautiful thing about the podcast is it's not tied in directly to the one business that we're in mm. because being a startup and we don't like to say this because it sounds super cliche it is genuinely a journey like we've tried to build this thing we've bootstrapped it seed fund VC grow the team and we might I might bet the company in a year's time on the wrong thing and it sends us under like that can happen usually That's, red 36 it's red 32 30, no red is a 36 number I think they're both 32 and 36 nailed it Yes. So when I go to Vegas and on my Instagram, you can see that I've checked in to the Bellagio. You go, fuck, this could be the end. Um, but I think one thing that we're always going to be doing is documenting what we're doing mm. at that point in time, whether it's expert trades, whether it's the next startup, or whether it's the time in between. Because one thing that I know about myself is I am an entrepreneur at heart. I am unemployable and I would really desperately struggle to go and work for someone. It would have to be someone tackling a huge problem, super inspirational and motivational, someone that I think I could learn a lot from. So let's just say I'm 30 years old. It would have to be something really compelling for me to go and work for someone else at this point in time. So don't know how long this show is going to go and I don't know what questions you've got, if any, off the back of it. Well, before you go off on a tangent... um, (laughs) I wanted to just bring it back a little bit and be very literal. Okay. As in, you've got no money. Yep. Anywhere. Yep. Not a bean. Where'd you make your first 20 quid to buy food for the family? Oh, we're going literally back to that. Uh, yeah. Like, obviously, you've got stuff in the house that you'd probably sell. But, I mean, let's assume that you need to generate revenue beyond just selling the the tap that's in the loft <laughs> yeah so I think I think like, how do you get that ball rolling I've got an unfair advantage to most people that listen to the show and what I mean by that is I'm a, I am a fantastic salesperson I know I am so I'm fairly dangerous in one respect because I'm a great salesperson and I've had the luxury of running my own business for five to six years mm-hmm 
I know I could pick up the phone and I could sell a consulting service. I would go back to that, okay. how I started. I mm-hmm. would sell a consulting service to 10 different companies, charging them 500 pound a month and I'd make five grand a month. Mm. Like that's what I'd do uh, if I went back. So for anyone listening to this show and there's like, that's great for you, Adam. How does that relate to me? Work out what you're really good at. Because one of the things when you do, when you start a business is you, you're really good at something and then you become jack of all trades because you need to. And what I've spent my time doing now is sort of focus back in on what I'm good at, surrounding myself with mm. the other people, great people to do good work that makes my time more available so I can focus on what I'm really, really strong at. So I know regardless of what happens in this business, I have got a skill set that is, uh, I can monetize in the future. Mm. Um, so that's, that's personally, that's what I'd do. I think one of the questions that I'd ask myself, and I don't know the answer to this, is would I just go back and do consulting and make a few quid for a few years and sort of go, fuck, I'm not jumping back into mm. the pond like two feet, feel like I've got a weight tied to my feet sinking to the bottom every day because that's what sometimes running a startup's like. Would I do that or would I go and raise money again? And I don't know the answer to that right now because there's there's pros and cons from raising and not raising. Well, it's, I, I, it's guess it, I guess it's more of a question of do you then... So the business failed or whatever happened. Yep. Do you then try and build another business or do you then just get a... a so you, there's three things. As in like you get a job. And, yeah. You work for yourself as a sole trader, as a... Like part of me wants to become a gas engineer. Like we've helped gas engineers last five years and I'm like, I could put lo- I could put every fucking gas engineer out of business <laughs> in Tamworth. Like I can go and get a course, mm. get myself trained on gas safe and know how to market myself as a business owner and mm. put these guys out of business. Um, just to be really frank about it. Like you either... That's why we help them with those services. Exactly, because they're accidental business owners. Mm. That's why we exist as a business because yeah. there's a problem to solve and we're really good at solving it. So you either go and get a job, be a sole trader, whether it's a contractor or a consultant, or you build a business. So there's the three options for people listening to the show. The third option for most people listening to the show is not for most people. Um, most people like the idea of becoming an entrepreneur and working for yourself, um, which is great because you could just do it for yourself as a consultant. Mm-hmm. The idea of building a team, having responsibilities to other people's salaries, is the stuff of nightmares that keeps you awake at night. And you need a really... Uh, you need a really thick skin to ride that out. And that's not for everyone. And I get that. And you need to be self-aware and really understand, are you number one or are you number four in a company? Because there, there is a fantastic career in both situations for you. One thing that I know for me, if I look at those three options, is I cannot go and work for someone else. There is a 1% chance that after expert trades, whatever happens with it, that I go and work for someone else. Uh, and that's largely because I know I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I think I've got a skill set to build a team and I want to do something that I want to do in the world and change and do something new mm. because that's what's exciting to me. You've seen how flitty I can be. Like when it comes down Very. to the, when it comes down to the granularity and the detail, I need to bring people around me that can execute against that, against the vision and the strategy. Where it, because of what I want to do is I want to keep working on the fun, exciting stuff moving forward. And when you won't work for a corporate or a company, majority of the time you're given a task, you have to do the task, and that mm. doesn't fit my skill set. So to get to the question I'm here is, uh, if I woke up tomorrow, I would do consulting to start with to buy me some time and to, as Harry put it it went very bleak to buy my family some food uh, <laughs> two young kids uh, a mortgage to pay uh, and then from there I would work out 
what what do I want to spend the next five years? This is actually going interesting for me right now. I would probably actually do more. I would probably lean into doing a consultancy role for the next three to four years hmm. just to give me some more time with the kids because they're at that age right now. Whereas I think, uh, so my oldest is five. Uh, my youngest is coming up to three. And the idea of being um, more in control of my time now, sort of like the five to 10-year-old gap uh, for Riley, is actually really interesting for me. So I think I would probably be hesitant about starting a scalable venture-backed company at this point in time. Mm. I think as the boys get older uh, and I do some more consulting and I fill in some skill sets that I want to do and... I guess uh, one thing actually comes into my head right now, and apologies if it sounds like waffling because it's quite a deep question, is I don't know the next problem that I want to fix. And I think if you woke up tomorrow and there was nothing in the bank, is you can't just jump into doing a startup because it had, like, it's so hard to do mm. a startup. It's not, like what you're trying to build is so bloody hard, like create something new for the world and educate people on how to, like I, I think what a startup is very simple is I think there should be something different in the world that no one's doing right now and I'm going to build it. Unless you're really passionate about building it, it's too hard to do. Mm. So I'll probably use some time, do come some consulting, build a network. I'm really bad at my network. I know the construction industry. Outside of that, I'm pretty blinkered, like head in the sand. I just know what I know. So I probably want to spend some time, surround myself with some good people, um, do some consulting, uh, help people that are in the earlier stages. So I'd, I'd want to, part of my like life mission is to sort of um, make enough money that I can invest into startups. So I, I want to become an angel investor in the future. Um, one, I think it's exciting. It's a way to stay involved in the young entrepreneur mm. startup scene. Uh, but two, I think I can add some value because we've made loads of mistakes and that's what this, this show is about. Um, so I do some consulting and I work for myself as an independent contractor or a consultant until the point I see something in the world that I go, fuck, this needs to change. And then what I'd do is I'd rally the troops, build a team, uh, and then do it all again uh, and try and tackle a big problem and learn from the mistakes that I've clearly made because my company went bankrupt. Uh, so I've got an L on my scorecard <laughs> at this point in time. Uh, top up my skill set, build a network, uh, surround myself with good people, uh, and then take them along the journey with me uh, from a much earlier stage because it was very lonely for the first two, three years of business. It was just me. And I think if, if we had a team of five to 10 people from day one that were all extremely aligned in terms of what we needed to do, I think uh, we'd probably move a lot faster. Mm. So uh, that's probably my answer. Cool. We'll leave it there. Uh, Amir, thanks for the question. Guys, if you have a question, you can email it to questions at startupdiary.club. You get fired tomorrow. Where can... do you go? Sorry about this, but let's just go. Let me just put this on you. You get fired tomorrow. I go to your house, <laughs> slash your tires. <laughs> what happens? Where do you go? What's the, where's the first place you look? This is a hard. And when I answer this it's, question, it's hard. It's a very difficult question because it's something I would like to not think about. No, no, but I don't want to think about my company going bankrupt and waking up with no money to put food on my table for my kids. You just put me in that spot, so I'm flipping it back on you, Mr. Harrison. Yeah, but I think the difference is I am not a business owner so where do you go star i'm an i'm an employee what do so you I just immediately just find something that pays the bills so you'd go and just find a job but what would you do around because you're a fantastic creative like how do you keep that muscle going just keep what well, in what sense as in like if you had to just go and find a job are you saying you just go and find a job well, I th it, well it's one of them is like you could you could go just like you can go consulting to yep. earn x amount i would jump into any immediate job that's just brings in cash flow and yep. then Try and move out of it. 
So okay. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's very like I can't consult because I don't think this is enough. <laughs> like, if someone hired me for consulting, then they've been yeah, but you, swindled. But someone could hire you for crit. Here's a question: Like, do you think you've got the chops at this point in time from spending 250 episodes together on this? That if you had to go and get another job, let's say you went and worked at a bar just to pay the bills, mm. do you think you've got enough chops to build yourself a WordPress website, Harrison Much Creative, and then start offering video services as a as yeah, a, I mean, as yeah, a freelancer. Hundo, hundo percent. Um, I just like. The, I just haven't done any of that because I'm working here and I'm just I'm kind of focused glad you on that. <laughs> but, but like, I, yeah, I agree. I would do the job that brings in some cash flow and then obviously look for a better job that's going to be uh, in the creative side of things, media, maybe. But you'd look for a better job compared to doing freelance work on the side. As in, do you think you got the chance to go and win some because, work? Pitch the work, win the work. Uh, no. Okay. In short, um, just because... I mean, I, I could probably learn it, but I feel like that's that is the biggest weak point that I have. So, in, in maybe in the initial stages, it would be like join a company and then kind of learn from them how they do business. Yep. Because like what I've seen you do business deals at this company, but it's probably it's like it's not directly relatable. Yeah. In sort of the deliverables and things in each client's different, whereas if you were in like a media company that was doing creative for different companies, you'd you'd learn a bit more of what the selling points are and things like that. So it'd just be a bit more of a an applicable skill set that I'd learn on site. So it'd be like, get yeah. a filler job, look for a perfect job, mm-hmm. keep your creative muscle flexed to the point that if you decide actually, I want to learn how to do the whole business role around my mm-hmm. creative. Have you got any ambition in the future? And I know this is a hard question because you work with me. Is no, ex- I'm going to stay here forever. Is it, is it exciting for you to eventually own your own creative business? Um, I guess, again, I don't think I've ever thought about what that would mean. I know we, we've spoke about owning, uh, we've spoke about running the creative agency side of the yep. business. I think that is exciting as a prospect because it means <laughs> different types of clients, which is something we should definitely do um 100% so like be, being in charge of that it would be cool and, and just I, just to I address that as, as a unit though I'd still like to work with the people that I work with yep. or, or and, and, and in this sort of industry because it is still interesting but just to address that and that's sort of as a founder what I need to do is build interesting roles and responsibilities in the company mm. because when you hire A players their, their level of ambition keeps going up as you get better you want more mm. and it's not necessarily just cash you want more responsibility you want more job satisfaction cash always helps i get that um but sort of in our in our organization i'm thinking actually in the long term we're probably going to have a like a community part of the business we're going to have an agency part of the business and we're going to need someone to run that and that's why i was like, actually harry yeah. there's and then you're doing some project lead stuff right now and you're learning to manage so there's this is all part of a journey of mm. actually making sure that <clears throat> if you're listening to this and you've got a 5 10 20 person team work out where that person wants to get to in the next five, 10 years uh, and then start building a roadmap for them to make that possible mm. and then trust them to do the job. Yeah, and we and we in the company, we've got bottlenecks <clears throat> around output in different areas. Yep. Um, so for example, like the creative we do for clients is limited because there's only basically one of us in the company that does it. But to bring someone else in right now, we don't bring enough of that work in. So you would need to, that would only ever make sense to bring more people in on that side of the business when we cover more than just one um, 
one type of client. Yep. Like the construction industry alone is only going <clears> to <throat> give us so many customers. So we need to, we we would need to branch out in order to need demand for more staffing, basically. Yeah, well, I think I think w- w- the sort of the problem with the niche is like. I think the construction industry itself is big enough, but mm. the way that we organize our, our partnerships and relationships yeah. is by doing a deal with one client yeah. right now. We can't deal with... So let's just say Makita that make drills. If we went and did a, an exclusive deal with Makita, mm. there's 20 other drill manufacturers that we can't work with, which means there's a really like... Mm. We're very constricted in terms of the client base we can work with, so we can't build a large enough agency to support a large like large team. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably have to revisit that in the yeah. future. If, they could, if you could service every manufacturer of the drill and we yeah then, and we, yeah, then we crush be, it at that yeah. point anything else uh no mate no if you've got a question you can send it in to questions at startupdiary.club or you can join the club well, by going that. onto facebook and searching for startup diary club or the domain which is facebook.com <laughs> <laughs> answer the questions when you try and join there's a great bunch of guys in there. I was even, I think I was messaging last night till like half 10 on a thread. It was just outrageous. Oh, really? Some... I haven't seen this. <laughs> I was tucked up. Like, ah. I was tucked up with Vicks on my chest. On 5%. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need to go and check it that out. Good. Guys, thanks for being listening to the show. I'm going to put this ask out here. We're trying to get to 150 reviews. If you listen to this on an iPhone, uh, head over to the podcast app, hit five stars, leave us a review and let us know why you listen to the show. We need to get to that 150. We'll read the reviews out. And if you have a business that you run, plug it in there. It's a great way to get thousands of people to know at least about your business name. Help us get to that 150 mark. We hugely appreciate you, your time. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Startup Diary Podcast.